0: Confusion, chaos, and the lack of direction can lead to a whole lot of laughter, especially when, as a couple, you go through life together without the gift of sight.
1: Join Clark and Carrie Roberts as they do life in tandem, the blind leading the
0: blonde. Or is that the blonde leading the blind?
1: Clark and Carrie invite you into real conversations about life, marriage, adversity, and executing your life's vision without being able to see your vision
0: humor, dog stories, and insightful discussions with friends. Did we mention Debbie Humor? So hit subscribe, pour yourself a cup of deliciousness, and tune in to Coffee Coffee with
1: Clark Clark and Carrie. Hi
0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of
1: Coffee with Clark and Carrie. and Carrie, yes. And we actually
0: have a guest today, Yes, so we, we so do, if, but we'll, so inter- we'll introduce, introduce them in a moment. Uh huh. Okay, I need you to lean in a little bit further. You backed away from the microphone during that uh, break. Whoa, so,
1: I'm sorry. I, I didn't see where you placed the microphone.
0: So I want to just invite everybody. We hope that you have your cup of deliciousness. Absolutely, and, whatever um,
1: that cup of deliciousness is.
0: Yep, and that you remember, it's like anytime time you see a podcast getting ready to drop, you want to make sure to hit brew. Oh, you should
1: actually have a brewing before then.
0: Well, some of them, yeah. Do you have your cup? I do. I do too. I've got iced coffee today because it's a nice warm day outside. <laughs> so we have an incredible guest with us today, and I cannot wait for you to introduce him to us. Mr. Uh, Roberts there?
1: I can do that. I can do that. So hopefully, you know, I'm uh, thankfully that all of you are uh, tuned in, listening in, and I want to want to introduce you to our good friend, Mr. Larry Snyder, who we've known for multiple years. And Larry wears multiple hats, does multiple things, from uh, building to being an entrepreneur, auctioneer, father, husband, and all those fun things. So welcome to Coffee with Clark and Kerry, Larry.
2: Thank you. (laughs) I'm really thankful that we have finally found the time I think we have only been working on this for six months and something like that. So I'm grateful to be sitting here today.
1: I'm grateful that you're able to be sitting here too. So, yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself to, to the audience and kind of give them a little bit as far as who you are, what you do and why you do all of that.
2: Thank you. Uh, and again, thanks for this opportunity to be here today and share a little bit about, uh, the path that has brought us together. And, um, I am just so thankful again that our circle in particular has joined oh, several years ago. But um, my life has been a, a, a gift of friendships like the one with you and Carrie and helping Ultimate Vision as well as um, a number of other causes, both domestic and international. My real path was defined by my extraordinary mother and all i'm really doing each day is trying to make life better for other people she spent her entire life doing that not only as a, a terrific mother but an extraordinary um, member of the early childhood um, community helping families try and have some stability and that um, that path is the one that i still follow today um, i've have been just again blessed with an amazing uh, mother but also a a father and a grandfather who showed me the path of uh, family business and between entrepreneurialism and community engagement and uh, development in different parts of the world to make life again better for other people uh, that is my life that's what i wake up to do every day and uh, again I'm just thankful that I'm here today to be able to share some of that with you.
1: Perfect. Beautiful. And I understand that you have five sisters?
2: I do. Yeah. and um,
1: That must have been interesting
2: well, growing up. It partially explains you know, my, my <laughs> slight insanity. Um,
0: just, is that just partial? Partial. Um, I, I have two sisters, and I have some of that insanity, so I can't imagine what it would be like with five.
2: It's one um, male. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to explain, um, but um, if you can imagine yourself being, say, in a um, in a zoo and um, maybe <laughs> being being the only male animal uh, in a relatively confined space, uh, that's probably the best visual I can uh, provide for you.
0: So where are you in the birth order?
2: Well, it turns out I'm the dreaded middle child. So, okay.
0: um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a middle child also. Yeah. And you so we're going to do a high so, five here. So, yeah. so, you, because, want, so yes. you
1: want to please everybody.
2: Uh, yeah, and protect myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Okay, that's funny. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And yeah, the, and was it ever hard for you making decisions? Like when, when people would come at you, like when you had the olders and the youngers, and in the middle you were having to like make a decision...
2: I, I think, honestly, my dad and I were just trying to stay out of the way, really. I mean, um, we, 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 we knew that uh, the chance of a hot shower was minimal. The <laughs> chance of a dry towel was almost impossible. And the chance of being able to use the telephone was just a non- non-starter. Solid, solid so, yeah, once, once I accepted those realities... Well, My life was, definitely. Became, I was just thinking
0: of another one. I was thinking about the fact that it probably would have come in handy to not have vision, like Clark, you know, not have your gift of sight, because there was no chance of ever being able to be in front of the mirror.
2: You, we used the car
1: mirror.
0: Yeah.
2: Know, all the other mirrors were tied up. So. Um, I love that. Yeah,
1: oh, so I thought maybe it was a handheld.
2: Yeah, that would be a good that uh, or a pocket one in your pocket that you could run out the door with. But um, <laughs> so actually, I think I you know, I. I think re- really, because of the nature of my parents and what they learned from their parents, uh, our family, no matter what the the um, setup, gender setup was, it was it was a, a household that was based on about three different things. Number one was was to be um, to be kind to each other. Um, mm. The other was to be respectful. Um, mm but my parents spent a fair amount of time and I think it was something that my grandfather uh, entitled my father with and that was prosperity prosperity comes in many different forms most people think that financial prosperity is is the, uh, the, the one that mo- again most people come up when I say prosperity that's what they think of but prosperity is a um, acknowledgement of abundance and not spending time in the world of scarcity and so when you have abundant food when you have abundant resources when you have abundant space of where to lay your head at night uh, when you have um, uh, abundant clean air to breathe and clean water to drink your life is pretty darn prosperous mm-hmm. <laughs> because it just one of those things missing um, makes life difficult to live in a productive way
0: and I think that you, wow. you see that. I think we see that. I think our listeners really resonate with that also because their their view of prosperity mm-hmm. is, so much of our view is linked to what our parents and their parents it's true. gave to them. Mm-hmm. So, and so sometimes our perspective has to change in order for us to move forward.
2: Absolutely,
1: yeah. So I know that you were raised in Burien, is that correct?
2: Uh, Des Moines, but okay. my grandfather's um, furniture store, family furniture store, was in Berrien. And so I spent quite a bit of time in Berrien, which is adjacent to Des Moines, really. There's only okay. one uh, village in between, and that's Normandy Park. But um, yeah, those, that's where I spent the majority of my time. That's where I played hockey. Uh, that's where I went to the, again, I started working at the um, furniture store when I was uh, uh, nine years old. So um, that... Berrien and Des Moines were really the center of my world. I love
0: that. So your grandfather was very important to you as well.
2: Still is. His spirit lives in me in a major way.
1: As well as your dad. Yep.
2: And my dad as well. My dad and I both agreed that we were the beneficiary of my grandfather's um, path uh, because my dad grew up in the home furnishings business just like I did because of my grandfather. And so uh, we did... um, the, the very best that we could to make him proud uh, of, of our work and carrying on his um, his traditions.
0: so kind of for our listeners, what did that look like because um, you said that you started kind of at nine years old helping out mm-hmm. in the furnish in the furniture store and what did that look like to you when so you're in the middle so your sisters at that time so were they a part of this at all or was this just pretty much something that, that the you and your dad and your grandfather did together. And kind of that legacy of, I mean, honestly, it's like building and using your hands and your mind. And, and then also, I would imagine that there's a marketing aspect that happened very young for you in learning how to use your words in a way that would draw people into the story of this furniture.
2: Yes, my mother also ran um, a large preschool and daycare center. So she had her own business as well. So between my mother and my father, they have their own labor force, right? They had all these kids to help them. So um, that's kind of how, well, I mean, that's really seriously how it worked. Um, The answer to your question, though, is uh, I spent more time at the furniture store than they did, but they spent a lot of time at the school. But on Sundays, we spent time at the school also doing maintenance cleaning whatever needed to, to be get the school ready for monday morning so between all of us we were always um doing something to um to continue making the school better the store better but the, again the answer to your question is i i spent more time at the furniture store than um than anyone else did
1: so because of your your mom mm-hmm. and, and all of that and her big heart for all of these these kids and everything, is that where the whole thing started as far as wanting to give back to others? I'll tell you a quick story
2: and uh, I'll refer to the the uh, TED talk that I did was kind of told this story in long form. And that was that there was two kids dropped off at the school that were two and three years old. Right. And the those two kids, um, mother never came and picked them up. And so uh, my mother had to make a hard decision what to do with these two kids. And so uh, she didn't want to put them into the um, public welfare system immediately. So she brought them home that night, that first night. And, of course, my dad and said, look, we, we got enough kids already. We don't need any more kids. And so after... You know after everybody went to bed that night they made that decision that this additional two kids into the family was going to be a one night affair only and if their mom didn't pick them up the next day she would um literally take them to uh what is today cps but back then it was just an extension of the seattle police department so that second day came and no mom mom didn't return So my mother had promised my father that she would would literally uh, do what their mother did and abandon those kids to the public welfare system. So she got in the van and um, if she took a left, she went to Seattle and dropped off the kids as she promised my dad. If she took a right, she'd have to beg for her outrageous compassion. Um, Those girls were with us for a dozen years.
0: That doesn't surprise me no i no. think the thing that i'm hearing more than anything is you're talking about abundance and being prosperous you had the abundance of love your family
2: Yeah.
0: and <coughs> sorry our listeners i've got a little bit of a cough going on <coughs> okay so i'm gonna back away for a second
2: so anyway that um that that defined <laughs> for us as a family right who we we capable of being. We were capable of being a family that could stretch our, our limits, so to speak, of, of our family to make our tent bigger uh, for these other two. Uh, and Anna and Mary are as much my sisters from a family standpoint as my biological sisters. So that's the answer to your question. Wow. About. Wow.
1: But out of, out, of that, out of that, it started the whole aspect of not just giving physical things to these two children, but seeing the whole aspect of being kind and compassionate and wanting to uh, give to those who need things and, and, and need probably the biggest thing, they need love.
2: They need love, but also we were able to provide them with a path yep. that they simply would not have had. And I don't think my mother would have been able to live with herself, so to speak, um, because the benefits of her actions mm-hmm. are still alive today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's who that's who I live to honor. Right is to honor my mother's um, actions and make life better for each person that I come in contact with
1: and and what and what I hear coming out of that is that your mother saw these two little children but really truly saw them oh, she yeah. saw she saw their heart and it's a lot of what we, we try to teach is the fact of when you meet people, that you don't just see the exterior of this individual, that you see the inside, you see the heart and you see where they need to be touched. And that's what it sounds like transpired throughout that whole that whole story and, and I mean as I've listened to your your ted talk and to hear hear the hear the outcome of all of that and to know that it was because your mom saw and continued from that point forward to see the heart of individuals
2: and again that's who i live to honor that what you just said is what uh keeps me in the action mode to um to make life better for other people because the joy goes to the giver. And when I figured that out, that just made me want to make life better for more people all, all the time because it created joy in my life. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a huge gift. And I think the other thing too, I think about how our lives, um, came together and we were talking about circles, circles of people. It turns out that everyone that I'm connected to that I enjoy spending time with is the same. And that is we're trying to make life better for other people. And that's the common draw that I use to create friendships in my life. If I meet someone uh, and I meet people all the time, I'm trying to figure out right off, right off the bat, are you, are you into scarcity, which means there's not enough for everybody, or are you into abundance, which means that you believe that there's room for everyone, that there's enough for everybody, that no one's going to go hungry. And if you are that person, then let's be friends.
0: Yeah, let's, let's hang out. Let's spend time together. Let's figure out how to make this world an even better place, starting with one person at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, absolutely. And, and
0: I love that. I think that um, I think it's so important that that be something that it's like what you were talking about. It's like you wake up in the morning and that's just you know that in this day you're going to do something that honors your mom. Yeah. And okay, I'm gonna get emotional again. Just because I think that, you know, not everybody has that.
2: No, And I and not I get everybody that. Has that right? I get and, it.
0: And I think and I really want our listeners to hear that you don't have to have that to get that
2: right i'm i'm following a path that was shown to me yeah. but i acknowledge that that path is not normal right i don't think it's normal and so um
0: well we've, we've established that you you said earlier that you look crazy yeah yeah so therefore yeah, normal, I, normal is really very fluid I in come so from, and,
1: and, and in today's you know is is you know we talk to a lot of different people what's normal uh, you know, there is my, no my, normal. My my normal is not your normal because you don't live live in a in a in, a, in the shoes of not being able to see twenty four seven. I mean that's not normal. I right. mean you know my friend who lives in a chair twenty four seven. That's not normal for everybody nope. else. No. Nope. But I mean the normal is the normal for whatever the normal
0: is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very insightful. That's
2: extremely (laughs) prophetic. I think we need to write that down. I think we
0: should. Um, But but Larry, you started to say about that you acknowledge that that is not the normal. So how would you approach that with people that you would like for them to be able to embrace that part of their life when it may not come easy at all?
2: I think uh, the answer to that question is um, what I'm currently spending my time doing and that is I'm formatting um, a third book and it's called Shared Humanity, How Two People Change the World. Mm. And so the answer to that question that you asked is when someone joins a path with another person and decides that they have a common mission, whatever that might be, and they decide to do something together that makes life better for other people, there is two things. There's momentum, but there's also shared humanity. In other words, yes, you didn't necessarily have the same path that I did growing up, but we, you and I, have joined this path together to make life better for other people. So I think it's possible, but um, again, I know that we all come from different places, Mm -hmm. and those different places can be unified through a shared humanity experience. And I'm very excited to again um, kind of come to the finish line on this project sometime in the spring. Um, and it's a it's a basically the format of it is it's 15 pairs of people that I have met around the world and throughout my life that have given me permission to write their shared humanity path experience. And that's everything from to, uh, a, a neurosurgeon and uh, in Bend, Oregon, that found a neurosurgeon in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and decided that it was their calling to impact hydrocephalus and spinal bifida in Ethiopia. That's one example. The other is a school nurse and a nonprofit leader who have decided to join forces and impact suicide prevention in their community, shared humanity. And I think we all do this all day long, we just haven't been able to put a name on it. And I think the the global pandemic that we just went through had people running in different directions and I believe that shared humanity is what's gonna bring them back
1: together. So is is part of the this, this shared humanity and these different people and different organizations that you're talking about, are they organizations that you have worked for as far as in, in and through your auctioneer role, or are they just people that you've met along the way because of all the circles that you run in? Both. Um, the, the majority of them are groups that I've gotten to know
2: through fundraising and philanthropy but some of them are are friends that i found out they had someone a connectivity to them that i wanted to know about and as i got to know them i realized wow you guys have this common mission that is changing the world and changing the world is not a giant thing even though the world seems giant (laughs) it could be a small thing so
0: well it can it can be a small thing and i think that's the that's the the really fun part about this is that I think that our listeners would love to know that they can impact another person's life and change the trajectory not only of that other person, but of their own life simply by taking that first step of saying, I want to be available and I want to make a difference. Absolutely. And and how simple that really is.
2: Well, life was not meant to be a solo endeavor. Absolutely. Marriage is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Business partnerships are an example of that. People trying to improve life for others Mm -hmm. together is an example of that. I just see it, I see it often and I want to see more of it because I know that shared humanity is the, um, it's just, life is just so much better when you're doing it with someone else.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of an individual that that came and found me. You know, a little over twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it
0: was, it was actually more than. Yeah. Okay. Married, okay. Okay. okay fine. I
1: get it. I get it. So, but I mean, a business a business friend of his came to him and says, "Go find somebody, and talk to them who is living their life successfully and productively, even though they can't see." Mm-hmm. And so he he came and he, you know, we we talked. We've, you know, we've been friends ever since then. That's
0: beautiful. And so
1: it's, you know, it's just sharing that whole aspect. And I helped him walk through how to utilize what he had, utilize what he possibly wasn't going to have, but to still be productive in society and productive and valuable in and through his family.
2: Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more and again as I mentioned life is not meant to be a solo endeavor absolutely it's not meant to be and um, I think that has been one of the hardest things to get people to acknowledge is that to get from where you are to where you want to be or to to elevate an idea you you need others that have uh, a shared uh, desire and a shared enthusiasm to get you uh, going in a common direction. Absolutely, so, and that's where change begins.
0: Absolutely. So I love that. I think that this might be a, a place where we're going to break, and then um, we're going to have an opportunity to to come back in another episode with Larry and be able to go down this road even further to find out, you know, how those that shared humanity make such a difference yes and so if you were able to leave our listeners with some incredible words of wisdom that could kind of ignite their desire or maybe maybe they're maybe they're in a position already where they're doing this or maybe they're wanting to find something and they've got that 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 missing piece in their heart that missing piece that they keep striving for that says i i want to do something different i think if anything when we came out of this 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 last two and a half years, it really, for many of us, it either took the wind out of our sails or it set us on a course where the wind was blowing into our sails and we're trying to figure out how to make a difference because there needs to be change done. So for those that are listening, what would you say to them?
2: Uh, I would go back to an experience that I had in probably 10 years ago when uh i was at praise in the park which was something that jubilee reach was putting on Mm -hmm. in downtown bellevue park there was probably 1500 people there and uh I, i happened to be there with our mutual friend uh pastor uh sean sandberg and uh he he was um i think he was helping provide some of the music But the main uh, message was delivered that day by a very special man named Bob Goff. Bob had written a book called Love Does and uh, subsequent books as well. But I really looked up to Bob. I I think he's one of the people that has challenged me to be a better writer, speaker, uh, just a better human being. And so anyway, he talked about these children in Uganda that uh, that he and his um, his family have uh, have helped in depth, and um, so at the end when it was done, he was signing books, and I definitely wanted to get one of these books. So anyway, I I said Sean, let's go, let's get up, let's get up there before all the books are gone, and so we we ran up there and got in line and. Um, finally got up to him everyone wanted to talk to him and have their picture taken with him and everything and get a book and so we finally got to the front and i said bob i'm so excited to hear about the school in uganda and how, how what a huge difference that has made in those kids life and i really want to help you i want to partner with you i want to be um, of service to you and he looked right at me And he put his hand on my shoulder and he looked right in my eye. And he said, go find your own children to help. Wow. Mm. Now, Mm. you understand what he's doing, right? Oh, yeah. He's saying these kids are fine. There's a thousand million other kids out there that need your help. Mm -hmm. So go find your own kids. There's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing the world is of abundance, and that is people to help but when you find something that is uniquely yours to solve your problem to solve that is that god puts right in front of your eyeballs it is up to you to move towards that for that to be your north star for that to be your wayfinder and so bob did not take me up on my offer offer to help him what he did instead was he lit a fire under my rear end to go find those to help myself. Everybody has this ability. Go find your own children.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! Well, wow. thank you. So thank, for our yeah. listeners,
0: right there, there it is. That's, That's right. Go, go, go find, go find your own path. Go find your own children. Go, go find, find
1: your own. Go find your own whatever it is to yeah. get involved with and in and get out there and make a difference. Yeah. Make Larry, a difference because, so because as I like to say, yeah. life is a gift, unwrap it, cherish it, and share it wherever you go, whatever you do, and whoever you're with because it is a gift and it needs to be shared wherever and whoever and whatever. So go share it. Yeah.
0: Well, Larry, thank you for sharing with us today and you're- I look forward to a next episode with you. And so this has been...
1: Coffee with... Clark,
0: Clark. And Carrie. <laughs> together, Clark and Carrie. Clark and Carrie and, and
1: Larry. Yay. I know it's like we meant to do that. <laughs> so thank you so much everyone have a great
0: day. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments please be sure to ask.
1: Don't forget to like share or subscribe so that you do not miss one episode of Coffee with Clark and Carrie.